0: good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So today we just got back from our first ever family-friendly tashlich with a whole bunch of young families from our shul. We've never done one as a group before, but like I said, with COVID, it makes us think about things that we're able to do, especially those that allow us to get together in a socially distant, safe way and try our best to be creative, to participate in the holiday season in a meaningful way. And often we can come up with things we've never done before. Now, just in case you don't know what tashlich is, on a basic level, it's a special prayer whose earliest sources all the way back in the 14th century by the Ma'aril. Now Tashlich, a prayer asking for forgiveness, is recited beside a source of flowing water in which fish could be living. Throwing in pieces of bread, as many do what you might know of, is not really a part of it, but it definitely keeps the kids engaged, and some adults. There are many ideas behind this custom, but as time is limited, we'll just focus on one idea this year, and then next year we can do another. The idea I'd like to focus on tonight is the importance of both humility and modesty. These are key qualities for a refined person, and quite honestly, qualities that seem to be rare in our culture today. For a person to actually do teshuva, firstly, they must have a sense of humility, a sense of realizing they are not always right, and a sense of modesty, where they don't show or flaunt any and everything. There's something beautiful about keeping things modest. But how does tashle reflect these qualities? So, firstly, Ravavaji Yosef, who was one of the greatest Sephardi rabbis of our generation and the Sephardi chief rabbi in Israel for over a decade, explained that water always symbolizes humility. How so? Well, because water is always drawn to the lowest point. It doesn't stay up high, but rather, as many people who own a home unfortunately often discover at some point, water always finds its way to the lowest point. A sense of humility reflects the fact that a person has a strong sense of confidence and thus does not need to sit up high or always show they're right, and that a person is always honest enough to say they make mistakes. This is a key for the process of tshuva. But it also goes hand in hand with modesty. See, the deeper sources say that fish represents the animals that don't have what we call an ayin hara, an evil eye on them. Why? Well, because they swim under the water, under the surface, and thus are not really seen. And that we too as Jews should look to fly under the radar when it comes to our blessings. There is a fine balance between appreciating good things and being appreciative of the good things that we have. And on the other hand of the spectrum, wanting to show everyone what we have to flaunt it. That, my friends, is simply put, not the Jewish way. The more precious something is, the more we should keep it under wraps. If I remember correctly, I recall a good friend of mine, Igor, who owned Bang & Olfsen, a company I'd never heard of before I met him. And he explained to me how B&O's quality and sound was really second to none, putting Bose and all those other high-end sound systems to shame. However, he pointed out, it really was much more successful in Europe than in America. And then he went on to explain to me why. See, Europeans, he said, appreciate things for their value and quality. They often even live in what seems to be a modest apartment, although in reality, if you went inside, they're surprisingly beautiful. However, Americans, he explained, are often very different. They don't necessarily care or even appreciate the quality so much. They just want to make sure others know that they have it. Therefore, for home sound speakers, which you can take, can't take with you or broadcast for others to see, they aren't as excited about that, even though the sound is definitely better. It's a powerful yet humbling insight. Even if you think about social media today, the joy so many people have doesn't come from what they have, but by being able to broadcast it to others. The label has to be big, the home has to catch people's attention, and the car needs to turn heads. In today's society, there is a push towards if you've got it, flaunt it. I've thought about it often in the form of the famous riddle, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there, does it make a sound? In today's world, we might say if a person has something but no one else is there to see it, do they really have it? Along comes Tashlich and it reminds us as we start the new year to get rid of our baggage and throw it in the water to be carried away. And as we do, we should ask ourselves, can I go into the new year with a sense of humility? What I call humble confidence. I know I have value and greatness, but I am humble enough to know that I don't always live up to it. And are the actions that I do driven by wanting to show others what I have or what I've done? Or am I driven by a sense of modesty? Is it just valuable because it's valuable? Or do I find that I need others to validate or see it or me to gain my sense of worth? Just a few thoughts to keep in mind as we go through this super important connector week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur so that we approach that day with a headspace of what it's all about. And on that note, wishing you an awesome night, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.